Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. If you were to go on Shark Tank, you would learn very quickly that there are three things that they care about the most. Story, experience, and most importantly, numbers. Because you can have a great story, very inspiring, very emotional. You can have loads of experience, but if you don't know your numbers or have good numbers, the probability of getting a deal is close to zero. When you first walk in, here's what they typically say. And if you watch Shark Tank like I do with my wife, uh, she probably gets sick of it, but I love watching it. And I love watching it because you watch the, the business owner walk on, on stage and you know the questions that they're gonna ask right off the bat. They're gonna get to know them, their story, they're gonna get to hear their experience and about the product, and then they get to the juicy details that everybody's waiting. We're on our seat like, okay, what's the first thing they're gonna ask? And if you watch Shark Tank at all, you know they're gonna say, so what are your sales, right? So what are your sales? How much are you making? And then the second question typically gonna ask is something along the lines of, well, what do you charge for this? Uh, what, what's the, the cost of goods sold? What's the, what are the cogs on this? Uh, what's the profit in this? Basically, what's your margin? That's really the second question they're getting at. But then they dive a little bit deeper. They peel the onion back and they get to the question that most people don't know. And so that's what I wanna talk about on this episode because I believe it's so critical that you know this one thing. And that is, what is your cost to acquire a customer? Most people don't know this. Um, I'm in marketing, so I obsess over this. But part of the reason I obsess over this is because I also know the the sharks, the some of the wealthiest business owners on the planet, they all obsess over this. They don't obsess over ROAS as much as they obsess over the cost to acquire a customer because ROAS is on the front end, but cost to acquire, but they know that customers have lifetime values and they will produce over. Time. And so uh, let's dive into this. And if you know your numbers, great. This is going to be a wonderful refresher and perspective. If you don't, my hope from this is that I break down a little bit of what it is, why it's important, and then, of course, uh, maybe inspire you to go establish your own and begin tracking these. But before I do that, real fast, we're going to be talking about cost to acquire customer. We're going to talk about a couple different numbers. And so when we're talking about these, if you want to download, we have a spreadsheet for this. So we call it, we call it the CEO dashboard. It's basically a beautiful spreadsheet that has charts and all kinds of cool stuff. And it has a daily, a weekly, and a monthly tracker for your e-commerce business. So if you're an e-commerce business, this is built for e-com. It's not going to work as great if you're not an e-com. But if you're in e-commerce, there's going to be a link in the description. Just go ahead and grab it absolutely free on us and you'll be able to fill it out and it will actually help calculate some of these numbers for you. Okay, so the first question you have to ask is, what is CAC or cost to acquire a customer? How do you determine that? 
Well, very simply put, uh, there are there are really two levels to this. The, the top main level definition of it is marketing costs divided by new customers. So if you spent 10,000 on marketing last month between ad spend and maybe you hired a marketing agency and you have some tools and software, et cetera. If you wanna get really nitty gritty, you could. And let's say it ended up being $10,000 in marketing costs, but you added 250 new customers. I take 10,000 divided by 250, that gets me to $50 CAC or cost to acquire a customer. This is also what we would call in the marketing world, blended CAC, because it is overall, it is blended amongst all of your marketing efforts because marketing efforts all work together. Now, blended CAC though is usually a lagging indicator, meaning there's typically a main driver like an ad source, usually it's an ad source, um, but there's usually a main driver and then the blended CAC takes into consideration everything from SMS to email to organic to repeat to direct. It's, or I'm sorry, not repeat, not repeat. That's obviously not new customers, but it takes into consideration all of those sources in one. So we call this blended CAC. But you can also break it down by marketing channel like Facebook ads, Google ads. If you really wanted, you could, you could break it down by social or social network. Essentially, you're looking at if there's a cost associated with a marketing channel, and I'm producing new customers from that marketing channel, well, that marketing channel technically has a CAC. And so if you paid a social media person $1,000 a month to manage your social media and you got 10 new customers a month from it, your CAC for social media would be $100. But the overall might only be, like I said in that example, $50 for the blended CAC. If you went to Facebook, Facebook might be 75 or 80, but blend, blended is usually lower because it takes into consideration market, new customers that are coming in from organic and other things, uh, other, other sources that maybe don't have costs associated with them. So blended is always gonna be the lowest amount. Because like a symphony, your marketing works to acquire customers and um, everything kind of pieces together in order to get that. So we prefer to track it. I'm getting somewhere with this. We prefer to track it on two levels. We like to track it by channel, meaning like Facebook ads. We like to track it by that. Um, we don't get it. We, we don't really track it all the way down to um, social media, some of the smaller things. We prefer to stay on the, the paid channel side of things. So we like to track it by uh, channel, pay marketing channel, and then blend it. So we like to look at uh, Facebook CAC, and then we look to like look at blended CAC. And then this gives us the uh, thing we can control, and we have a decent amount of control over, which is our Facebook advertising. And then it has the lagging indicator of blended, so it just gives us a bird's eye view of how our business is performing as a whole. So I wanna walk through how to establish, because blended is going to be, um, it's gonna be a lagging indicator. You have less control over blended. I wanna walk through determining your target cost to acquire a customer. Because this is gonna arm you with the information you need to determine how aggressive you want to be in, in particular, your advertising. Or if there's another marketing channel and you do influencer marketing, great, this would apply there too. So there are kind of three steps we followed to determine what is our uh, target cost to acquire a customer. Step number one is to start tracking it to get a feel for it. If you're not tracking it actively right now, and you're just kind of like 
flying by the seat of your pants, doing all of this marketing, then you don't really know where you sit. So the first step is go and track it. Again, the spreadsheet we have kind of helps with that, simplifies it a little bit, but start tracking to get a feel for it. And if you aren't tracking, the good thing is, this is all based on past data. So you can go backtrack retrospectively the last two, three, four, five, six months, even go to the beginning of the year if you wanted to, and you can backtrack that. And then look at the CAC in the best months and the worst months. This is gonna give you a good pulse for overall how your business does uh, on the blended CAC side of things, but also uh, you could go look by the Facebook ad side of things or by the channel side of things. That's the first thing. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> turn the computer on to start working. That's what we wanna do. We wanna turn the spreadsheet on, turn on the tracking. It's a little bit of work, doesn't take that long. Begin tracking to get a pulse for where you're at and look at those months, again, that you felt really, really good in your business. That might be an indicator that this is a good target hack we need to try to maintain. Now, the second step is to determine how profitable you need to be on the front end. Let me, let me explain. So I look at products in a couple different ways. You either have margin or you have great LTV. You have to look at your margin. You have to look at your LTV and determine how aggressive you want to be with your numbers and with your target CAC. Because if you're a one-off product or you have a low LTV, like somebody comes and let's say it's uh, watches and it has a lifetime value on the watch and most people only buy one and then that's it, right? If it's a one-off, well, you're probably gonna have a higher target cost or a uh, lower target cost to acquire customer because you need to have as much profit built into it as possible. But if you have a high LTV product, like supplements that have a high repeat customer rate, or maybe it's a subscription box that you have, if you have a high lifetime value or the buying cycle of your products requires a lot of people to come and buy a lot more, or they'll buy over time, meaning like they might buy today, but then they'll come by in 42 days and then in 68 days and then so forth, and you have these reoccurring purchases, then the, the, you're gonna have to, decide how aggressive you want to be and make sure, in my opinion, that you're careful not to over leverage yourself here because you'll need to have the cash to sustain the gap between the acquisition cost and the point of profitability. So again, step one, begin tracking. Step two, you need to determine how profitable you need to be on the front end. So let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, your AOV is $100 and your COGS are $50, pretty simple, right? We have $50 in profit built into each order. So if it costs you $100 to acquire a customer though, then you'd be in the hole $50 up front. If it costs you $50 to acquire a customer and, and that was your target cost to acquire a customer, well then you'd be at a break even. So depending on what type of business you are, if you're, if you're like a margin-based business is what we call them, like where you need to make all your margin on the front end because there's not a whole lot of lifetime value, then you're likely gonna have to say, hey, I'm gonna need to have like a $20 cost to acquire customer. Whereas an LTV-based product that says, hey, I'm a subscription box, if I got a $50 CAC and I'm break even on month one, and then I get the next month and the next month and the next month and they're on repeat, I'm okay. Then my CAC is going to be higher. And so we have to think about these things and decide how, how, how much margin do I have to have on the front end and, and how much lifetime value is there on the back end. And, and using this is going to help guide us to determine what we really need to do. Um, 
I am a fan of being as aggressive as possible without being upside down for very long. (laughs) If we're upside down on the first purchase, I'm okay with that so long as we can get to the second purchase as quickly as possible to throw us into the black. So here's my preference. My preference is to follow step number three, and that is to find your 30-day gross profit per customer break-even point. So what that means is we want to look at the average customer and how much they are worth in one month. And then we want to figure out how much gross profit do we have built into that. So in the example I gave, we have a $100 AOV. And let's say most of your customers, they just buy one time in the first month. That's pretty common. Most of the time, customers aren't buying multiple times in one month from one brand. That's pretty common. So usually you're just going to go look at your average order value. And so I'm going to go look at my AOV. And if it's $100 and my cogs are 50, then I have $50 in gross profit per customer built in in the first 30 days. And the reason I like to think in terms of 30 days is because even if I was slightly upside down on the first order, but it got me the customer and I knew the second purchase would be would come in less than 30 days, then I'd be net positive and I can outpace the competition. So on the other hand, though, if the purchase usually takes after the first purchase, it's two, three, six months down the road, then I would then I would have to be, I'd be responsible for bridging the gap, right? If I'm upside down, I would have to bridge the gap until that second purchase or third purchase that would throw me in the positive. And so my preference is to think in 30-day cycles because my credit card is on a 30-day cycle. So if I can be net positive or at the very minimum break even, well, I'd have to be been net positive if I'm if if I'm a forward facing product that's like I have to make my margin because I if I have no LTV then I I have to be profitable on the front end, but if I'm more of a lifetime value based product then I know my customers come and I do new drops of products and they come and they buy more and if I know I have a certain percentage of repeat customers then I might be okay with being a little bit more aggressive and saying hey instead of a twenty dollar CAC to have thirty dollars in profit built in in that example that I gave, I might be okay with going a fifty dollar CAC or even a sixty dollar CAC being upside down, knowing the second purchase is going to happen in twenty eight days because we have this email marketing system, this email marketing flow that usually gets them to buy again. And so I was actually on a coaching call with a client this morning, and they cracked the code finally on their offer where they're selling. Uh, they're selling these bottles of sauce. It's Simon's Secret Sauce. It's really good stuff, by the way. Go to simonsecretsauce.com. Support it. Um, and they cracked the code where um, they used to try offering free uh, free samples plus you pay for the shipping. But then, then they decided, but they were upside down on every single person, obviously, right? <laughs> they're upside down on the customer, customer acquisition, co- acquisition costs. And then they said $3 for three sample bottles and you cover shipping. And they got it to the point where they're getting four to five dollar purchases, which by the way, I haven't seen that in a long time. That's pretty crazy. Four to five dollar purchases on this. And they're upside down by like one to two dollars each. So now the question becomes: how quickly can we get them to place the order for the second, for the for like the full bottles of sauce that would then throw them into the positive? And so this is the, <clears throat> the dance that we constantly have to do. So let's say, um, if just to give you a couple of examples of what we might how this might shake out here. Let's say I sell fresh seafood and the average order value is $150. And my COGS shipped to the customer are $80. So my 30-day gross profit would be 
$70. Let's pretend that it's $70 on that very first order. So what that means is I either need to acquire a customer at $70 or less, right? So that, that way I'm at least getting free customers or I'm profitable, or I need to figure out how to get my profit up or the second purchase, get to that second purchase as quickly as possible. And so when we start to think in terms of this, it's going to force us to say, how do I get to a net positive in 30 days with based on my gross profit? This allows us, if you can do this, and by the way, you can do this. You just have to figure it out. It's part of the journey, part of the process, figuring out the offer, figuring out the ads, figuring out the back end, figuring out the upsells and the post-purchase and all of those good things and getting to the second purchase. It's going to challenge you to figure out how to make that happen. Because if you can become, if you can hit a target net positive cost to acquire a customer in one month, then based on credit card 30-day cycles, you can self fund your business growth at an unlimited rate until you break your production or inventory or your fulfillment processes. And that to me is the ultimate goal of marketing, to say how do we make marketing no longer the bottleneck, but we break production and inventory or we break fulfillment because we have so many orders coming in that we can't keep up. And that's in the loving way, obvious, in the most loving way I can say that. We obviously don't want that to happen. We don't want to add this unneeded, unnecessary do stress on different elements of our business. But I'd ask the question, would you rather be bottlenecked at not being able to produce as fast as orders are coming in or bottlenecked and not having enough customers to support your business? That's the, that's the question I would ask you. And that's what we're really going for. Now, I will say this. I'm going to end with one thing. Let's say when you're going to figure this out, you're going to calculate all of these good things that you can't break even in the first month. You've tried time and time again, and you're and this is this is pretty common, often the case I'd say in subscription boxes, where it's kind of tough to offer 50% off your first box and be profitable in month one because 50% off your first box, it's a 30-day box. So we're not gonna get them to buy again. There's, there's only so much that we're going to be able to upsell them in the very first month. Now, you, you can add some additional one-offs and things that will help get them to that point. But sometimes it's just hard to do it. Our business, by the way, is the very same way. Uh, we usually don't break We break even usually in month two or three on our ad spend. It's just the way that our business works. It's a little bit more complex, a little bit longer sales cycle for us. Some businesses, if you're listening or watching this right now, that might be you. If that is the case, that's okay. It just means you're gonna have to go slow. You're not gonna be able to ramp up spend and scale dramatically because unless you have the capital to float the gap between the first purchase and the point of profitability, it will eat you alive. And I'm, I am a fan of going slow because I believe to go slow is to actually go fast. If we try to go super fast, we'll end up going slow in the long run because we'll shoot ourselves in the foot, we'll rack up all of this debt, and things don't always work out how we hope that they work out, and it puts us in a worse spot. Now, you might not be trying to get on tar Shark Tank, but if you look at what the top investors and the top business owners on the planet do and what they obsess over, I will say this. They all know these numbers and they make wise marketing decisions based on them. So it's important that you do too. If you want to download our CEO dashboard, go ahead and click the link in the description of this. Uh, you can, you'll be able to track daily, weekly, monthly. It will automatically calculate your blended CAC 
and you, my friend, have been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced by Dylan Counts, which by the way, is not here. This is the very first podcast in recorded history that I had to learn how to work the back and press the buttons so that we can actually make this happen. And so it's okay. We love Dylan. It's still produced by Dylan, but it wasn't recorded by Dylan. It was recorded by yours truly, Josh Coffey. Hey, we appreciate you. If you want to join the e-commerce Alley Facebook group, go to alleypodcast.com slash group. It'll just redirect you to the free Facebook group. We go live in the studio every Thursday. We're breaking down all kinds of stuff. We're talking about Facebook ads and, and scaling and growing and websites. And we're talking about everything that's going to help you grow your e-commerce business. So thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.